Okay, we are at the very bottom of Kavadala and Mabit. Um, tomorrow, I think we're not going to do Amanyomi, just to think it's fairness to Purim. And we'll finish the parak hopefully on Sunday together. That'll be the plan. Okay, the Mishnah is a famous Mishnah, also comes up in Sechah Brachot. Mishnah says, Somebody says that the good ones should uh, bless you. So that's a, her- it's a uh, way of heresy. Rashi says, because you're not including the evil ones in the praise of God. The Chachamim learn from the type of uh, this is like spice called Chalbana. It smells bad. And the Torah includes it in the different um, ingredients, like the uh, spices of the Torah. You have to mix them all together, meaning you have to have sometimes an unpleasant smell mixed in with good smells too. The so same thing. Um, everyone should be included in the blessing of Hashem. Furthermore, if somebody says uh, that your mercy extends to the nest of the bird, or your your name should be mentioned for good, or the person says, it says, thank you, thank you, two times, we shut them up. Okay, we'll talk about each of these in the Gemara. Somebody who uh, interprets the prohibitions of sexual relations uh, as a kinuyim, as just euphemisms, meaning they're not actually prohibited in so far, in, as such. Rather, they refer to other things. Mishat kinoto, we also shut that person up. Haomer, a person who says, umizarachat lotitain lahavir lamolech, if somebody explains the pasuk that says, from your children you should not uh, pass through to, like, as a, to the fire like of molech, as an offering to molech, they instead interpret it as lotitain laabra baarmiyuta, don't allow to, don't become a, uh, uh, don't allow yourself to impregnate an Aramean woman. That's something right? It means from your seed, don't give lahavir lamolach means like to make the impregnate lahavir like ibur We shut you up with like a, a force. You know, we really shut you up. It's really bad. Okay, Rashi says there shaoker because there you're really uprooting the the scripture, the pasuk from its meaning. Okay, let's see the Gemara. The Gemara says like this: Bishlama modi modim. I understand why you shouldn't we shut a person up if they say modim twice. Because it looks like two uh, powers. So it seems like you're thanking Hashem, and it's like more than one God. Also, when you say your name should be mentioned for good, also implies that you're thanking Hashem for good, but not for bad. That we learned in the Mishnah, a person is obligated to bless Hashem for the bad, the same way he's uh, obligated to bless Hashem for the good. Being not that we're thanking Hashem for the bad, but we have to certainly acknowledge that the bad also comes, or at least what appears to us as bad, comes from Hashem as well. But, so those things we understand when we shut someone up in those situations. But the statement that your mercy extends to the nest of the bird, my tama, what's the reason that we were, were so offended by that? So, so there's a machlokin among two amoraim here, in Israel, Rabbi Yosef Bar Avin, Rabbi Yosef Bar Zveda, uh, these two amoraim. Chadamar, one of them said, One says, because you are making, you're extending jealousy among the creations. Meaning that if you say, like, the bird gets mercy, so then, like, the crocodiles will be like, hey, what about us? And, uh, you know, the anteaters will be like, hey, we don't get any mercy here. What's going on here? So that's not fair. 
Okay, much to be said about that. The Chalamar Mipnesha Oseb Midotav Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu Rachamim Beinan Ela Gezerot. And then the one says, it's because you're making the, um, the deeds of Hashem uh, merciful, but really they're just decrees. And this is a famous Gemara in the context of learning Ta'amei HaMitzvot, right, to learn uh, reasons behind the mitzvot. So it's a famous idea. This Gemara seems to be indicating that we should not be pursuing reasons behind the mitzvot, because fundamentally, they're commands from Hashem, and don't try to sort of like label them as otherwise. Okay. So, Ahu denachid kamei de Rabbah, a certain person was uh, sitting before Rabbah, Amar, he said, Ata chasta al kansipur. So a person said, like, as a way of tefillah to Hashem, you had mercy on the nest of the bird, meaning the idea that you have to send away the mother bird before you take the, the eggs. But, and so, so similarly, you, Hashem, should have mercy on us. Okay, we'll skip the parentheses there. Okay, same idea. Amarabah, Rabbah said to this person, Kama yada hai mirabanan l'ratsuyei Wow, impressed. Like, how well this, this uh, rabbi knows to appease his master. Like, it's pretty good. So Amr Abaye Abaye says, what do you mean? But the Mishnah says, we have to shut him up for saying something like that. Why would you praise him? The Gemara says, Rabbah was just trying to sharpen Abaye. That was his intention there. He wasn't really being serious when he said like, how good you are. He wanted to like, see if he could catch Abaye and see if Abaye would, uh, would you know, display his knowledge of the Mishnah. Okay, interesting. Rabbi Hanina. A person was uh, sitting before Rabbi Hanina. Amar. Hakel Hagadol Hagibor Behanoras, who said the familiar praises, uh, the God who is uh, great and mighty and awesome, but he continued, Ha'adir, Ha'azak, Ha'amitz, the powerful, the strong, the uh, also, the other thing is strong, oh, different words. So, Amarle, so, uh, so Rabbah said to this, uh, excuse me, Rabbi Hanina said to this person, Have you concluded, it's a sarcastic, have you concluded your praises of your master? Meaning, what? Hashta, Hani, Tlata. Now these three, meaning Hakel, Hagadol, Hagibor, Ilav, Dekatvinu, Moshe, Ba'oraita, if not for the fact that Moshe wrote them in the Torah, Va'atu, Anshe, Knesset, Agdola, Bitakninu, and the Anshe, Knesset, Agdola came afterwards and established them, like as part of our normal, Anan, Lo'amrin, Elohu. We wouldn't even say those. Ve'at, Amart, Kulei, Hai, and you say all these things? And here's the uh, mashal, mashal adam shayu alfei alafim dinarezahab. It's like a person who has like thousands and thousands al sinoto. You should say I think bin dinarez kesef, and they praise him for having silver dinarim. Meaning he has so much gold, it's insulting to praise him for silver. So, so here too, so he says loginayu lo. Isn't that like an insult? An insult to him? So similarly here, if you were praise Hashem minimally, because that's what Moshe did in Ashkenaz Gola. But to go on and on, so you what you said four more praises. You could say a million more praises, and you wouldn't be done. So when since you could say a million, if you say four, it's actually kind of insulting because it seems to be limiting Hashem rather than uh, glorifying Hashem. Okay. On that topic, Rabbi Hanina continues. Amar Rabbi Hanina, Hakobi de Shamayim Chutzmi Rashamayim. So the famous line: Everything is in the hands of heaven, except for the fear of heaven. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, Hashem says, or Moshe says, Yisrael, Ma Hashem Yisrael, what, after all, what is Hashem asking from you? Kiim only liyurah, only to fear Him. Michlal, we can infer from here. Diyurah. Oh, sorry. So, I'm sorry. So that pasuk indicates that. Uh, what Hashem is asking for us from us is Yirah, meaning that He doesn't just give it to us; it comes from us ourselves. The Gemara then says, "Michlal di Yirah milta zutratihi." This implies that Yirah is a small thing, like that. Like all, all Hashem is asking is fear Hashem. I mean, that's like a lot. So the Gemara says, "In yes, it is small," meaning Lagabi Moshe. 
Rabbeinu miltus with, with regards to Moshe Rabbeinu, it in fact is a small thing. It's like a person, excuse me, that they ask from him a, a big vessel. Okay, they say, you have a big pot. And he has one. So to him, it seems like a small kli because it's, it's something he has. If you have it, it's an easy request. If they ask you for a small kli and you don't have it, it's like a big vessel, meaning that everything is relative. If it's something that you have, so it doesn't seem like such a big deal. If it's something you don't have, it does seem like a big deal. So for us, if we struggle with Yerat Shamayim, so for us, it seems like a really big deal. Moshe Rabbeinu, who had Yerat Shamayim in spades, so he's like, oh, guys, all Hashem's asking is your little Yerat Shamayim. It's like I always tell like little kids, you know, if you ask little kids a question, so you all have like a six-year-old, they're raised around and be like, that's easy, it's whatever. And it's like, what's three plus three? That's easy, it's six. Well, the reason they say it's easy is because they know. If you don't know, it's really hard. But once you know the answer, so it seems easy. So that's the similar idea here. So Yerat Shamayim, for Moshe Rabbeinu, it was easy. Okay. Amr Rabbi Zeir, Rabbi Zeir goes on and says, Ha'omer Shema Shema, let's say you say Shema twice, Ke'omer Modim Dami, that's like saying Modim twice. Okay, so the same thing our Mishnah said, we shut them up, but shut them up with the Shema as well. Meitavei, but we have a kushia. Ha'korei et Shema ve'kofla, ha'reza miguneh. So if somebody reads the Shema and doubles it, that's miguneh, that is... Um, uh, that's right, what we did, Miguneh. Disgusting. Yeah, disgusting, that's good. Migunehu dahave. Okay, so it's disgusting. But Shatuki no Mashatkidale, but we're not shutting him up for that. So why would you say you're, com- you're comparing the, the Shema Shema to Modim? I don't know if you can make the comparison. Where it says, Lokasha, no difficulty. Had Amr Milta Milta, Vitanila. This is when you say word by word and you, uh, and you repeat it. So that is Miguneh, but not worthy of being, uh, Silenced. Ha to Amar Psuka Psuka Batanila. But this one, when we said that saying Shma Shma is like saying Modim Modim, that's you say the full Pasuk. Could you say a word at a time? So you're not being careful with your words, but like it's not, it's not so good, but it's not so, but it's not awful. But to say the whole Pasuk, Shma Yisrael Shem Kenosh Echad, Shma Yisrael Shem Kenosh Echad, that implies that there's two Hashem Elokeinus, and each one of them is Echad. So that's, that's what we'll, we'll all silence you. So Amalei Rapapa Rava, Vadilma Meikara Lokeven Daate. So Rapapa says, yeah, but maybe originally he didn't have proper kavana, and that's why he's repeating it. He didn't mean to like indicate it as too rishuyot, it's just, you know, he wasn't paying attention. So he responds, Vahashta Kivan, and now he's having proper kavana. So Amalei, he responds to him, I mean, Rava responds to Rapapa, Chavruta Klapi Shmaya, what, like, you're having a, like, you're friends with Hashem? Like, you're, you're acting towards Hashem the way you act with a friend, where you just, uh, don't always think before you speak, if you don't, if you don't try to direct your mind, I'll smack you with a black blacksmith's hammer. Meaning, like, better get your mind, your mind set. Until you actually do um, direct your mind properly. Meaning, that the excuse, I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't having proper command, is a bad excuse. Because if you're approaching Hashem, then you kind of get yourself in order before you do so. Okay. We said that if you, um, you explain the arayot as kinuyim, uh, as like euphemisms, we silence you. Tana Rav Yosef kalon aviv the kalon imo. That you, for example, it's not that you think it means like having relations with your father and your mother. It means like embarrassing your father and your mother. So that's not what it means. That's not what it means. How I mean, it's also bad, but it's not, but it's not bad. Rashi points out here. I think does Rashi say anything here? Oh, it's just something else elsewhere. He's saying in the Mishnah? And he says in Rashi and the Mishnah, I think, was saying that like one of the things you're doing also is you're sort of... Uh, one second, I'll make sure I get this right. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. 
Oh no, sorry, I skipped it for now. Okay. Um, okay. Um, the says, So if you say this uh, pasuk about uh, not doing molech, also is uh, about the Aramean woman. We're talking about is a person who has relations with a kuti, with a non-Jewish woman, and then gives birth to a child to Avodazara, meaning because then the, the, she'll raise a child in, uh, in manners of idolatry. That's what the Pesach is talking about. I meaning that's what the bad thing to do, uh, if that's in that's not what he's saying the Pasuk is. He's saying if that's what you do, if you interpret the Pasuk that way, that's the, t- the thing Okay. Mishnah. What we're going to discuss now is different sections of Scripture that we are either going to uh, avoid reading. Sometimes we'll read them and avoid translating them because we don't want certain people to necessarily get to uh, hear those, uh, understand well what's going on there. Um, or sections that we'll actually try to avoid reading in public, um, which is interesting. You know, uh, I was just actually listening to a podcast this morning about uh, censorship in in, uh, in scholarship, in Jewish scholarship, and they didn't per se, but I, was, I thought it was interesting that it was the same day. That uh, this is sort of the idea. Like sometimes we're not lie, but we're not necessarily going to like reveal everything. So because of Maaser Ruben, actually points out Ruben that he says Vayishkavit Bilha, which sounds like he has relations with his father's concubine with Bilha. So it says Nikra Belometar Game. So we're not going to, we'll, we'll read it, but we're not going to translate it. Right? I, don't, so I guess it, uh, Rashi says, We're concerned for the ganut, uh, for the embarrassment, essentially, uh, or, or disparaging um, possibilities for Reuven. Okay. Ma'aseh Tamar, the story with Tamar and Yehuda. Nikra um, umetargim, that we'll read and we'll translate it. We don't have a problem with that. Masa Egel Harishon, meaning the first section of Cheta Egel, Nikra umetargim, we'll read it and translate it. Vasheni Nikra Velometargim, the second section, um, we will read and not translate. Um, one second. Rashi says here, Masa Egel Harishon is Parsha Te Egel until Vashli Chehu Baesh. That until Aaron says he threw it in the fire. That part we'll read and translate. But then when it says, Masha Chazar Aaron Visiper HaMaseh, who Karoi Masa Egal Hasheni, when Aaron recounts the story, that's called Masa Egal Hasheni, because it says there by Yetzeha Egal Hazeh. It says that the eagle came out of the fire. It sounds like it came out by itself. So that's kind of confusing to people, like theologically, what does that mean? It came out by itself. So that we'd rather not translate so the masses don't necessarily understand. Birkat Kohanim, Maseh David, Ba'amnon Nikraim, Velomitargamin. Also, Birkat Kohanim will read and not translate the story of David and Amnon, right, where Amnon uh, rapes his sister. We don't really read, we'll read that, but we're not going to want to translate. They treated that as the note on Gimel here. If you guys see the Bach here, there's a little Gimel. So it actually reads, it should say, Lo Nikraim, Velomitargamin, that we actually don't want to read it. Or a translate, meaning we're not going to include that as a haftar or something like that. You I mean, just don't get into that. Okay? Um, and, and then we go on to say, Ein maftirin b'merkava. We don't um, read the Ma'asa Merkava, the first paragraph of Yechazka, but he has the vision of Hashem as a haftara. Rabbi Yehuda Matir, Rabbi Yehuda allows it. Rabbi Leaz Omer, Ein maftirin b'hoda et Yerushalayim. He says, we don't use as a haftara the, the, uh, the, the parak hoda et Yerushalayim which also, uh, I think, recounts negative things about B'nai Yisrael in a way that I guess the Chazal felt was overly uh, critical and difficult to allow us to... So we don't have to publicize. The person want to learn that, they learn it, but if you have to read it in public, we're not going to do it. Okay. Um, so it's Hanar Rabbanis. We learned in the Brayta, Yesh nikrin mitargamin, v'yesh nikrin v'lo mitargamin. So some things are read and not translated, some things are read and... 
Because something I've read and translated, something I've read and not translated, and something which are not read nor translated, these are the things, so that the following things are read and translated, and it gives a little, uh, um, what do you call it? Rashi Tebot, Balat Akan Neshpa Siman. Okay, so we'll see how it works out. So we'll do the first one. Um, Bet is Maaseh Breshit Nikra Umitar Game. So Maaseh Breshit, the creation story, we'll read it and we'll translate it. So Pshita. So it's obvious. Of course you should read it and translate it. Why would I think otherwise? Maudetim, what might I have thought? Atul Lishayulai, they'll come to ask, Mala Mala, Mala Mata, Malifnim, Umala Achor. People ask, oh my gosh, the world is created, so there's the heavens and the earth. What's above the heavens? What's below the heavens? What's below the earth? What's before this all happened? What's going to happen after it all goes away? Like, it's such confusing, you know, questions. So maybe we shouldn't, uh, at least maybe we shouldn't translate it or something. Kamash Malan, that um, uh, we in fact are going to, uh, we do in fact read it. Okay, we will stop there.